The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix podcast. Tune in today. Kia ora, welcome to The Real Pod. My name's Jane Yee. I'm joined by Duncan Grief. Samuel is on the tools that is Celebrity Treasure Island week four, but first, I'm just going straight into it. Oh, did you hear that? It was my stomach. Just yeah. did a big old growl. Did you get that? I'm hungry. That's the real news. No, Same. here's the real news. Hey, you has launched in Aotearoa. Now, this is right up our alley. It's a reality TV network. It's pretty cheap if you sign up now. I think it's like You can get it for 80 bucks for the year, I think. I know, but you can get it half price at the moment. What the what? And I th- yeah. Is this sponsored? No, but well, I just think it's a good deal, and I think it's it's relevant to our listeners' interests. It's really relevant. So this is an NBC Universal product. has Below Deck, Real Housewives, that whole kind of universe on it. A lot of stuff that you can find in random other places, but... Curated all here in one spot, but crucially, it's in the releases are in step with the US. That is quite crucial because, man, do we like, yeah, we wait to, at the uh, behest of the kind of programmers and uh, down here for some, some really important shows. Look, I am extremely up to date on Below Deck Down Under. I don't know about you, but no, I'm it's not. a cracking season. <laughs> like, it is so good. Like, there's been a lot of trust lost. <laughs> In uh, in below deck. Well, I'm watching reviews. it the old the old fashioned way now, okay. like in, you know, like as if it was a normal show. Yeah. I'm watching like an episode or two at a time weekly, and honestly, it's extremely good. Well, I have just started watching to celebrate the launch of Hey You. I have started watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season one, episode one. So that's me for the rest of my life. There's 13 seasons to get through. It's kind of scary when you get into something with that much material. Like I'm I'm that with Alone, yeah. as, as I've talked about on this yes. podcast recently. Really? And I just smashed out another season. Um, but I'm just going to have to be really disciplined with it because it could it could easily be the only thing I'm doing. But I've you know I start rec room next week. I've you know I've got to do my do my CTI and and just generally be a person of the world. But if it was up to me, I would just go in a cave and watch alone. You'd do alone alone. Yeah. You could do alone and just survive by watching alone. That's yeah. a meta version of the show. Um, in other news, I know you'll all be very excited to hear this. Alex Casey returns next week, and we are excited. Yeah. Can't wait. She might have news. She might have some real news. I'm sure that she's bumped into some famous people along the way. I'm sure she might have had things happen to she her. She might have had things happen. She, she, she's she's travelling with her uh, her long-term love, John Lemon, of course, as, as coined by NASA. That's a deep cut for the cornies. Um, but we must move on because there's plenty of action on the lake. Here's reality check. 
I have four weeks to decide if I'm going to drop my entire life for you. I am disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. <laughs> you just fucked. I don't even know you. Reality check. What week? What week? What another week? I'm, I'm loving this show. It's still so good, eh? It's, I, I think it's one of my favourite seasons ever. Well. I know. Because, but I will defend that statement because I think that it doesn't have the same, maybe the same kind of toppiness. Like the, but there are no duds. There is no well, one yeah. for whom when the when the camera cuts, them, you're like, oh, these guys again. Like, and that's rare. And I think that's been the case basically right through. Yeah, it's true. It, it's it's a fantastic cast. I do have some thoughts coming out the back of this week. Um, but we'll we'll get there. We open the week with um, Blair doing a Running Man, which was I thought quite a good Running Man. I don't know if you clogged it, and then I was like, "Wow, Blair can do a, a pretty good Running Man." And then Laura did the Worm, and I'm like, "It's crazy what that woman can do with her body." She does the bloody splits later on. Laura, on the slip Laura and slide. is such a like she's so good. Yeah, she's like because she's funny, but she's also very like in this, yeah. like emotionally, but she's also like, because she's got this kind of singing, dancing, comedian, she's like... entertaining. Whatever she's doing, she's like putting on a show. She's, yeah. she's um, I really think, and, and she's also like, she's a celebrity who doesn't feel like they're acting the thing. Like, it, she's yeah. just kind of a perfect, um, perfect cast It does feel like you're getting the, the real Laura, and I do totally appreciate that kind of... The, the two sides to her, that raw emotion side as well as uh, the comedic side. Um, and we also got to see another side of Steve Price, the side that wears Krusty the Clown pyjama pants. Steve Price. I just feel so, every week I'm like, why did you say that thing about him I stealing meetings? It's so thin I, and so like, who cares, and so historic. Because now I'm just like us all. I'm a, I'm a huge Price I'm head. I'm a huge Price fan. The price is right. <laughs> yeah, I'm a value shopper. <laughs> Um, the charity challenge, the first charity challenge is the, the, the ping pong blowing horseshoe thing. I didn't watch this. Yeah. This is the first one I've skipped this season. I was just watching it. This is bad TV. Some of the charity challenges, I think, are a little on the cheap side this time around. A little, I don't know. Where's the, I, I, I don't mind a cheap, like, cookie down the face thing. Some of them seem to go along a long time. I loved the ones on my season, but that's probably because it was my season, you know? It's quite funny. I don't know. Listeners at home, sharp-eared listeners at oh, home will, will notice that whenever there's an opportunity, mm. Jane will talk about her season, how bad every other season is. Just it's not how bad every <laughs> other season is. It's just... How I, not as good it was. No, I don't necessarily think mine was the best season to watch on the telly. I just, it's the one that I lived. So, <laughs> you know, it's much more I'm visceral. I'm just having fun it's with you. It's much more visceral for me. And I have to say... That it really is, you really, really, I mean, I think Steve Price is the perfect example when he talks about fucking winning something being, or going, like being as nervous to go into something. As a grand final. <laughs> Holy You fuck. are so in it when you're there. And I know you hear people say that about all sorts of reality TV shows and it does go a long way to explaining some of the like bonkers behaviour people do even though there are cameras around. You are so in it and you do just get so close to people so quickly. But anyway. Face off. James got the sneak peek card. He gets to have a, a practice, which I thought was a huge advantage. It was, yeah. Especially like getting a 
it's not just a look at the course, it's a look at the letters. It's a look at the letters, which he then promptly takes back to his team. They figure it out because they're all a bunch of geniuses and it gives them the most unreal advantage you've ever seen in a challenge. The other team just not knowing, it's like, how did they do that? The crazy thing is the other team come up with a perfect anagram yes. that is totally plausible to be a phrase. And it's also... I think they should let them through. Yeah, totally. It's also like... Very topical. That's what I, I mean. Like yeah. it was almost better than divide and conquer. Yeah, divide or conquer. Divide or which con- is the other thing. Not the phrase. <laughs> but I suppose it was alluding to the fact that you were no, no. I mean, it so, yeah, be, there's a way you can make it work. It still should have been divide and conquer because yeah. this is the point where you start as a group and you end up as an individual. Now this is um, what are they? They're holding bloody balls on top. So much balancing. So many towers and a lot of balancing. This would have, you know. I didn't even understand how they, some of these tasks, you're like, I don't think they'll ever complete this, you know, especially because it's windy often. Oh, so much wind. So uh, Nick gets to the end first. Laura's just right behind him, but he fails to realise he's got to put his ball down his particular coloured shoot. And so Laura feels bad that she's, able to take this from him. So she's like, you know, you go first, mate. You've got to get it in your yellow one or whatever it is. Well, that bloody backfired, didn't it? It was a crazy thing to do, to be fair. But Um, that's Laura. That's Laura. That's Laura. So um, Nick wins a a massage, takes Laura and Steve on this this massage. And this is where some, quite honestly, this is like, the moment that Nick turns into a fucking fierce player. I love absolutely nowhere. Nick. Like, the way that Nick is just like, I need to be able to compartmentalise how I feel about these people and how I need to kill them all. Yeah. And he's just, he's so matter-of-fact with it. He, you're right. He, It's such a big change. And you go from thinking, oh, he's just one of these kind of bubble boy, beautiful, muscly men, to like, oh, he's like... He's a he's, weapon, man. He's a total weapon. And he's a strategic weapon. I think... The key thing that we've forgotten to mention here is that the merge was happening out the back of this challenge. So now it's every man for himself, and that is what has shifted Nick's perspective. So I forgot, like Laura, and he, he wants to put up Eli and who? Uh, Courtney. Matt. Matt, that's Matt. right. That's he right. wants to put up Eli and Matt. Laura, obviously best friends with Eli and an alliance with him, or an alliance. And Very good. thank you. And they can't believe we haven't done it earlier. They, um, that she, so she's she's pleading Eli's case. She's basically bringing on the tears. It's a very real reaction. Like I just basically don't want my friend to go home. Uh, and at this point, I've even forgotten that she let him win. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty rough if Nick puts puts up Eli after after sitting with Laura and having, and then she, and then she's like, oh no, let him win. And I was like, oh my god, that's actually brutal. Yeah, that, that's where you really see the steel in him because. You could even be a sort of very hardcore player but still say, well, yes, because this person effectively gave me the win, I'll, I'll give them a veto. That's not a, that big of a thing. No. But it was obviously of tremendous meaning to the person who gets it granted them. And he's just like, well, you got a nice massage. You can have this massage while you cry and think about <laughs> what's about to happen. Yeah, and I suppose there's probably an element in his mind where he's like, technically I did kind of win it. I just got a little confused at the end. And honestly, people get confused during those challenges. And I know that everyone's, you know, everyone's playing under the same conditions and everything, but it it can be really rough, I think, particularly when we see Jazz's elimination, when someone just has a brain fart moment and you're like, oh, God, that's oh, quite, I want to talk about that, but let's, quite let's, consequential. Let's 
Let's wait. Okay. Um, the, we also see quite a pissed Laura out the back of this. So she's sad in front of Nick, but when she's in her in the moments, she's quite pissed off. Mm. I'm quite excited to see that side, and I hope we see more of that kind of like Laura with an edge. Yeah, yeah bit of bit of fierceness come out. The elimination is, of course, Matt and Eli. It's it's puzzles and puzzles. It's a little key in a box, and then you got to do a puzzle, and it's so frustrating watching Eli do his. Upside down, inside out, back to front, and Matt. But Matt, it's it's Matt it's frustrating. Have, but Matt just seems like paused with it half done, but also not done at all because none of it was right. I know. And he, so Eli got to make it and unmake it like four times. Four times. While Matt just sort of sat there waiting for it to sort of do itself. It I was, mean, Eli, did, and also just look at what Eli's doing and copying. Just you know, do almost like, anything but leaving it. A third done wrong yeah. and hoping that it'll sort itself I'm out. I'm so curious to know how long that whole thing took. But um, I, I love Matt and I, I kind of wanted Matt to win that because I felt like he did, he needed more screen time. Like I've seen heaps of Eli. I mean, obviously Eli's a friend of the pod and I love Eli too. But I think, I feel like Eli's going to go a long way. But I was sad to see Matt go. Agree. I just think he's a nice guy. I yeah. hope his DMs are blowing up. Well, I mean, the main thing is... He needed to go because he only had those two pairs of jeans and nothing that's else. That's true. That, I mean, that is what that is. Isn't it? That's bad strategy, right that's there. The ultimate boy pack. Um, he thought about his closing line. I always appreciate when someone thinks about what they're going to deliver as their closing line. Squirt you later. Squirt you later was so good, but they almost didn't linger on it or do enough no. with it. But it was, I guess, it was just an acorn, you know. We're marching right along to the next episode, in which uh, Toria does this amazing, huge, long. Rundown of everyone who's remaining on the island. Just like massive airtime for her. Toria is amazing. She's really, really good. She's so she's so funny. She's so original. Like in terms of like like Your type of humor. Yeah, exactly. And um, she just feels like this kind of really distinct character that absolutely runs the show. Her, her and Masterpick just sort of trading in the moments to kind of. Be, 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 trading periods being the narrator to drive it along is, is a big part of why this season is so fun. Now, Turia and Courtney are two people I wasn't particularly familiar with when they did the cast announce, and I knew, of course, that, that one of them was a comedian, which is Courtney, but having watched it, I keep thinking, is the comedian because she's so funny. I know. I mean, Courtney is also very funny. Courtney is. The, the Is it this episode where Courtney has her sort of emotional yeah. breakdown? I found that so affecting because yeah. I could just so imagine like someone who's like there are some people on there, uh, you know, the likes of Laura and you know Steve Price and so on, who are just boldface name celebrities, yeah. unambiguous. But there are a whole bunch more who are actually kind of on the cusp on some level, and Courtney fits into that category. But, the, the, you know, like the, it's so easy to imagine the imposter syndrome mm. you'd feel and this once you get into this mode of like, well, I know how to be funny on a stage in a kind of controlled environment, but am I being funny enough? And just that, and you're not in a situation where you can go to any of your familiar kind of comforts, whether it's talking to your friends or whatever, you're just stuck in your head mm. and you see it just boil over in her and it's so affecting because she is it just, she's amazing on this yeah, show. Yeah, she is. And the one thing that, you hear people say a lot on this show, whether it be in their exit interview or if they've just won an elimination or whatever, is that 
they're so proud of themselves and they're mm. really surprised at what they achieved and they, they, you know, did things that they never imagined that they'd be able to. And that's where that comes in with that that face that face off that uh, Courtney won, but won. We don't know if she would have won it. She might have won it by her own skills, but Nick ultimately gave her a deal and jumped off the pyramid footholdy thing. Um, and giving her the win with, with a you cut a deal with her, right? So her whole thing in that moment was like she didn't have an opportunity or she chose not to, to prove, prove, prove herself, herself. Yeah. which sounds, you know, like might sound lame when you're at home watching because, of course, you're like, that's a great deal, take it, and it was a great deal. And she should have took it. And she should have took it and she did the right thing. But I know I, I haven't, having been there, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But having been there... I know that kind of thing of like wanting to prove yourself because you see other people around you doing these amazing things and like pushing themselves beyond their limits and winning things and being rewarded. But it's not only that, right? Like, and again, I'm just sort of guessing at it because I haven't, unlike you, been on the show. Yet. But you would, it feels to me like it would be very easy because there are these challenges and certain people naturally win them, whether it's puzzling or sort of physical type challenges, to sort of start to feel like that is on some level a verdict on their merit Mm. as either celebrities or even humans. And therefore, when you're not in that category, like there's something deficient about you for not being able to or not having won that. And that's sort of how it felt like Courtney was starting to conceive of herself as well. And it was just, it's heartbreaking because as as you watch the show, you see how, you know, how, how funny, how deft, how personable, the, the sort of high-low culture stuff that she does, like she's she's just excellent, but you just can kind of feel how that would come to be, especially when the you know the opportunity kind of came to her because Steve Price fell in the water yeah. and that naturally knocked seven people oh, over. That was amazing. And right? I feel like that has been an underrated aspect <laughs> of that scene was just one man Ways I don't know what, but certainly like a very he created a wake in the water and it just knocked over seven <laughs> yeah, people. It was Amazing! So good. It was so good, and the three people who it didn't hurt were the three that were standing For, next. So it and furthest away, was <laughs> least affected by the the Steve Price bomb. Um, yeah, I think when you t- t- zoom out and take a, a, a macro view of the game as well, it's actually. The people who don't win stuff, if they last the longest, they've had the biggest achievement, right? Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, you can you can win the game. It is a game. Yeah. And you can win it by winning a lot of stuff or you can win it by just knowing how to navigate the waters. And navigating the waters where you're not winning anything and not creating a target on your back. And not getting immunity all the it's time. It's a strategy and it's clever and it's a skill. It might not be I can stand the longest on the thing. But it is a skill and arguably one that might serve you better in the real world anyway. <laughs> yeah, mostly, I don't know about you, but maybe this is an unconventional workplace, but we don't do a lot of standing on little bits of wood for the longest. Mostly it's you know navigating all of the sort of criminology and the, the sort of subterfuge and internal politics of a... <laughs> This organisation, you know? Just stabbing each other in the back <laughs> yeah, all the time. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting that no one fell off either on those first two rungs. 
You know what I mean? Like, not everyone made it up to the top. But, they were, but I think they were they were five minutes. It's just not that long. No, but they were probably would have had some jelly jelly legs and that kind of thing. I think I would have done okay in this one. Maybe not on the final bit, but certainly I stand on the side of my feet all the time, and oh. I've got flat feet. I would have been able to have my feet perfectly flat against yeah, the side of the. Yeah, that's a huge advantage. Yeah, I don't know if it is. <laughs> anyway, I definitely would have gone down with Steve. <laughs> oh, that sounds rude. Sorry. No, I think it's yeah, okay. Okay. Interestingly, the deal that Nick cut with Courtney was that she – part of it was um, that she wouldn't put him up, but also that she takes James for sushi because really he's cute. been a good captain. And I like – I at the time I'm thinking there's a strategy here. He's, you know, he's got some sort of deal with James that we don't know about that James might be able to influence. No, he just thinks James is a nice man and did a good job as captain. And Nick, while being kind of brutal and strategic, is also still being a nice guy. Yeah. Way to play it. Um, then they go for this beer. Yeah. Which should be, I look, obviously I'm a person with particular fondness for, for uh, beer, but I think it's rude, frankly rude, the way people keep interrupting yeah. The one nice time, not the one nice time, but, you know, like this kind of, the whole time you're there, as, as Courtney says, you know, you just want to have a beer, beer and a hangout and you're in this beautiful location and that's happening to them. And they instead they just receive this endless parade of like grasping uh, people trying to get a favour out of them. It's like, well, our dear, how our, dare you? Our dear Jimmy James Masterfic did point out it was like being on The Bachelor. And yeah. it, did, it was a lot like that, like, can I steal you for a second kind of vibe. Totally. There's absolutely no way people did that off their own bat. Production I know. 100% made that happen. I'd have refused, though. Production could have easily taken them off far away where they wouldn't be overheard or interrupted. So it was part of the story arc. And this is where we have who goes up who goes up to talk to them. Mel comes in. Blair, Blair Strang. Yeah, Blair. Mel, Mel's freaking out a bit because she's realising now that she's in the merge, she doesn't have any alliances. Um, it's quite amazing, really. She offers Courtney her clue to keep her safe when she was, which is. No one really knows. It's like, you know, with, with basketball, people understand that the, in the NBA, they understand the value of a first round draft pick and what it will roughly get you. I feel like someone needs to basically explain what the value of various clues and, and scrolls and, you know, uh, you know, uh, what are they called? Do this. Watch the fucking show. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, but, watch but, the show. Because Nick uh, later on gives away... The same thing as cut. For, for like, like Courtney says, for like basically like 30 cents in the dollar in terms of the value of yeah. it. Yeah. It's always worth a lot. I think it might be worth bargaining if you know you're going to be put up and to get out of that. Mel was never on anyone's lips. And so she just basically gave... She had to, you know, follow through on her promise and gave away her, her treasure hunt clue. Uh, just wild. Um, Jazz, yes, Blair, as you say, go up. Jazz went up. Uh, Jazz is in a similar position, I think, to Mel. She's realising pretty quickly that any alliances that she had earlier on are probably not kind of in play anymore. Blair stops by, um, doesn't try to save himself. He's just there to represent Steve and Nick, his bros. The Steve and Nick bro alliance is quite... Powerful. It's extremely powerful, yeah. and it's something we've seen before, and I'd like to see it not happen again and again and again. Well, I don't mind it because it feels like it's them against the world this time around. Yeah. What I find tends to happen is that 
people don't, they're happy to put up one, but they don't ever put up both because they know then at least one of them will come back and like then take them out. Well, yeah, but like everyone knows it. So you might as well just be kind of really upfront about it, I think. And at least when you put up both, you're going to, have one of them down and their alliance is busted. But that's what needs to happen. That's but what not, needs to happen. But people don't do it. This is the same with Art and Lance. They'll put up one but not both together when they have the opportunity to. So I hope foolish. next season, if you're listening and you get the call up and you head on into the island, if there's two strong blokes there, oh, look, put them up against each other at the first opportunity. Next season, they're not even watching the show. They're not going to be listening to a <laughs> podcast about the show. Let's be honest. There are no future celebrities in our audience right now. Podcast. Past celebrities, sure. Current say, celebrities, but no future. In the Discord, there are a heap of cast members. It's pretty good. It's really pretty amazing, including Courtney's dad. Courtney's dad is in the, in the Discord, wanting us to rag out in here. It's such dad energy. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, Discord link, by the way, is I don't know somewhere in, in the, the show, show notes. notes. If we don't have show notes for this, it's the Substack. Yeah, it's the it's in the Substack show notes. You're probably there anyway because you're a Substacker, so you're like full on in. Um, okay, then we have the the swing block stack type elimination between Blair and Steve. Uh, and Blair is Zaddy. He is Blair Grills, and he is now also the eliminator, except for. He gets eliminated. He gets eliminated. Um, amazing closing line from Blair. I love you all my fellow celebrities. <laughs> so he was good. just an absolute gem. Like, in terms of people who you went in sort of unsure about what they would do, would deliver, man, just insanely great performance. Like, put him back on the telly, would you please? Yeah. I can't, it saddens me to think that he's just gone Back to well, the lawyer's office? No, no. He's, he's still on YouTube, still researching aliens that he actually believes in. <laughs> Which, I did some research at the back of this. <laughs> Guess what percentage of I'm New Zealand's supposed, population... Why were you recording the fold at three o'clock on a Friday afternoon <laughs> if you had time to research aliens? I did this over the weekend, actually, my own time. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Uh, what percentage of the New Zealand population believes in aliens? Believes that aliens have visited Earth in some recent time span. Like like, quite specific. I know that I know a lot of people who are sceptics, but I also know there's a, like heaps of the country that I don't know, and so I'm going to say 35%. Bang. Really? Yeah. Exactly 35? Well, like a third. Holy Maybe it's 31. It's, quite, it's It's like a... The thing is, I know that there is other life out there somewhere. <laughs> it's a big universe, you know? Like, come on. I don't think that's a crazy thing to believe. But to think that they've been sort of secretly visiting and potentially... Interfering in like fifties US presidential elections, it's far fetched to me. And speaking English, yeah. And then there was another stat in the same survey. Oh my god! This is this, this wow. sort of feels relevant. Certainly relevant to James Masterpick's interest. This is the belief in psychic powers. Oh yeah. Can you get to take? I a reckon guess? higher again. Forty three. Fifty eight. Oh. Yeah. That's but yeah, people but love this, to this, believe. But this was in 2011, which I reckon was peak sensing murder credulity. Oh, right, right. So I'd love to see the same survey done again now that, that they've sort of faded from the popular consciousness to some extent. Blair's gone. That, yeah, that was a quite a. It was a, the swing tower challenge thing. It wasn't uh, particularly complicated. Blair was not particularly good at it. His time, he was too cocky. Got yeah. the got in the elimination ring. Thinks oh, I can do this and. And you've got to think, like Steve, Steve Price, as well as being this hulking man-mountain who can do a lot of things physically, is also like a hyper-competitive, uh, 
you know, state of origin level sports person. He has to do strategy in sports and he has to do and, and mental maintain, fortitude. Yeah, yeah you, you do though. Like you've got to maintain your focus in these like really intense situations. So Okay, and we go on to the next episode in which the charity challenge is the straw lollies. Nick wins it for Butterbean Motivation. Congratulations. It's a bit of a coup starting up against Nick and Steve at this point. Um, and the other thing that's happening is Jazz is starting to feel really uh, alone and isolated. She's hearing people talking about her. These are like several conversations that are being held within earshot of her where her name comes up. Your paranoia is like through the roof when you're in is this it? situation. Oh, yeah. It really, like any time, there's a certain stage of the game. Anytime anyone talks to anyone else, you assume it's about you. If you actually hear your name, like in the middle distance, forget about it. Forget about it. So, is this around the time when she sort of says, oh, My TikTokers will <laughs> come and get you? Or was that from earlier? That, well, what we've seen is like from way earlier, but it was like, a joke, right? She was just I, like, I think she was saying it sort of half jokingly, half with a sort of, well, it's inevitable kind of lens. I don't feel like it was a threat, though. I feel like it wasn't in the moment. And she said, who beats me? Well, but I don't, it can not be a threat, but also be something that you're just aware is going to happen. But then the fact of you saying it out loud while on camera kind of makes it more, you know, like it's, it's, yeah, a, it's all reckon, a bit of a mess. I do think it was majorly overblown um, by Turiya and whoever else got on board that because honestly, like I wouldn't really be scared of that. Like well, I don't know that well, I would actually find that that intimidating. And really? Then, yeah. I don't know. Like if you're like... Oh, do you reckon Steve Price is worried about... No, no, but it, but, it, but, it, but it depends who you are and where you make your money. Like if you're a person who relies on a social media ecosystem to earn your money, the idea that there might be swarms of kind of young super fans just killing your comment sections. Uh, Turn off the comments. It'll blow over. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a legitimate fear I, for I, a certain think, kind of person. I genuinely think... Jazz would go on if that started happening and say, don't do this. I agree. And they would listen. I agree. I don't think it was anywhere near what it was made out to be in terms of kind of painting Jazz like this villainous person who was going around making threats about her TikTokers coming. I think it was a, I think a better reason for Toria to put Jazz up would have just been to say, I don't really know. She's the one I know the least. I have no relationship or with just, this girl. Like she's really, really good. You she know. is really good. Yeah. Like she, she's super. She was a secret kind of like, uh, would have could have gone a long way, kind of under the radar, kind of person. Yeah, like I mean that that would be you know I thought there was a real logic towards putting Jazz up, and the logic was Jazz could win this thing so easily. You know, yeah, right. She's really smart. She's really fit. She's been in the elimination rank, but then, I. Okay, we have to quickly talk about the, the McDonald's challenge because, you know, shout out to the sponsor and all that. But there was the uh, – I just am wondering how this food – I never got the opportunity on my season to find out how food might wreck your system. But I reckon just like suddenly chowing down on a, a Big Mac and stuff after not eating, does that not – I mean, I feel like it makes me – it upsets my tummy even on a regular week. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think you're worried. Like – you're just so excited to have a yeah, Big Mac true. or Samoa. Curious to know where the nearest McDonald's is to the lake. 
Yeah. It's not about the, the Well, the if it's animal, is there a McDonald's in Wanaka? Oh, I should like look this up while you I mean, it absolutely is. But how far is that? Like, what's the drive? What's the drive time? Well, or, or the helicopter time. Whoa, helicopter at McDonald's? That would be insane. I mean, I'm saying. Just, wow. Just, just, just saying. Um, so we're doing some... No. Life. There's not. There's an ODT story about um, people... Being but there being fake news that uh, McDonald's had bought a site. When was that? But it, well, this was in 2017. So, so it has to come from Queenstown. It's got to be airlifted in that case, surely. Yeah, so I think it has to come that way. Unless, but it still needs to get, unless, get from the McDonald's to the helipad, then the helicopter trip, which I'm sure it's not like just jumping off in a car. Like it probably takes a little bit of time. Or could, the, could it come in like a sort of an Uber Eatsy kind of bag where it stays reasonably warm mm. and then they put it in like a pie warmer type thing? Soggy. Production. Production. Will if you you're please? listening, please explain how the McDonald's is, is transported. transported and how it is made to be good. Or, and or a contestant, can you explain if it was like cold did you it still was eat cold. It? it was a hundred percent. I did. I mean, I did cold, cold McDonald's anyway. You know. Yeah. Like that. that doesn't, I don't have year to be old, <laughs> straight off the top of the fridge. <laughs> or if you Mike 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 McRoberts, if you Mike Potter, I forgot his name already. That's so sad. Yeah, you did not. You just said it wrong. I did say it wrong. I was going to say actually going to say Mike McRuffy. <laughs> Mike McRuffy. <laughs> what? From when he did the Masked Singer and he was Orange Ruffy, oh. <laughs> and that was one of the names yes, he called that's him. Fine. Wow, that's so embedded. Okay. Uh, Jazz just doesn't want Turia to win because she knows. Eli very – so Eli and Jazz's friendship, obviously they're like really close. It's not been shown up until this point because Eli gives Jazz the head up, the heads up that, you know, Turia's sort of coming for her. Um, and she, I think rightly, would probably rather not have known. Oh, yeah. Uh, that would totally freak you out. And mm. then to get into that challenge where it's like between her – like you couldn't write that shit. No. How does that happen? That it happened to be down between those two. Unscripted drama at its finest. I'd like to give some advice to production. If someone hasn't featured on the show heaps and heaps and heaps, like Jazz has been on the show plenty, but she hasn't been on heaps and heaps and heaps, and then suddenly in the show where you know she's going for the elimination, she's like riddled throughout the episode. You can always tell who's going home based oh. on the episode edit. So I wish you'd never told me that. Sorry. Well, I've just done audience. an Eli thing, haven't you I? have, yeah. Do you want to bleep it out? No. I just, I think it's a, I think I look, it's, look. It's, our audience is sophisticated enough that they probably figured out where I haven't. Yeah, they, they're probably the ones who put it in my head anyway. Um, okay, there's a, an auction. Uh, this is The quite, auction is insane. The, the, some of the bids. Steve Price. Come is, on. What is wrong with well, him? Also, some people kept their money. Like, you can't take it home with you. Like, it's everything about it. Really sh- you shouldn't be allowed to team up with other people. Yeah, that shouldn't be allowed, for sure. For sure. And, and Steve Price just paid so much money. For just almost nothing. For it's but, in the sardines. Okay, but they didn't know what they were getting yeah, there. But I feel but, like you know that the okay. first one is going to be... A gag. Yeah. The thing that I'm just totally boggled by is him paying all that money for shampoo and conditioner. But then everyone was like, he needs it. Yeah, I get that, but, but you can maybe bring toiletries on the island. I pe- maybe he forgot. The, you pe- everyone's the thing is, there's so much of Steve Price that you probably go through a bottle a day. Right, right. Anyway, I've also had a thought, like fresh water, you can actually wash your hair in that. We were washing our hair in seawater. It's like absolutely futile. 
but is that okay? Like, it feels no, but you like can get some water out of oh, the lake. I see. You know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, can you remind me whether there are toilets? Like portaloos? It's like an industry secret. I'm, I'm, I'm. Okay, this is one thing I can't talk about is the toilets. I can talk about it. This portaloos is like long drops. Okay, good. Stop it. <laughs> they didn't come from me, by the way. No, they came from the Discord, actually. They People in the me. Discord are willing to me. talk about it. Okay. Um, where are we? So, Courtney and Jazz. Ultimately, the, the, the most important thing that comes out of this is that Courtney and Jazz get a scroll between them that uh, enables. This is a whole new one we've not seen before, a redo of any challenge or elimination or what have you. If, if you're not happy with the result, you can ask for a rematch. Um, I'm loving some of the new yeah. advantages that we're seeing come they're, up They're season. really significant and they 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 elevate the, the sort of tension of the game. Yeah. And you're also f- getting them in places that aren't like the auction, for example, isn't based on your skill in a challenge or being the captain or anything like that. So it feels like a more diplomatic way of meeting out meeting out the um, you know, the advantages and them being proper game changing advantages. So we have the whole TikToker thing that we've already discussed. Um Toria and Courtney make a like a rock so- what seems like a rock solid alliance. Like a we may never speak again, but it doesn't matter because between you and I, we know we've got each other's backs. Uh, and then we get to the elimination, which is Steve against Jazz. Um, this should be uh, anyone's game, right? It's balls rolling down a shoot. You've got to, after 60 seconds, add a second ball in. You've got to run back, catch a ball. Always have the balls on the shoot, basically. And Jazz just duffs it. At the moment, we're... Yeah. Jaden says you can put your You have to put a second yeah. ball on. I think there's part of me that thinks she duffed it sort of knowing like like she she didn't take it as seriously as she might otherwise because she in her head she'd got to do it again. Maybe I don't because it was such a big obvious. No, like, but I don't duff. think you did. But there's or do you think, she, do you think it fell out of her hand? No, I think he said, and you can put your second ball on when you're ready. And she just heard, and you you put your second ball on. I think I honestly think she had a brain fart. So I don't the way know, it's supposed but... to work is that you put your ball on, wait a beat. No, you have to wait like you know. Yeah, like that's what I mean. Wait until it's like, like halfway down. Yeah. Put the second ball on. Run down. Yeah. Grab the first. But and those, you're trying to keep the thing but going. But in those first cycles, you need to be working out in your head because you know ultimately there's going to be three balls up there. So yeah. you can't just time it halfway down. It's got to be like a third and a third. It you know? looked like it would be very difficult to keep it going with three. Yeah. But um, but to put it just straight on. Yeah, that's why I think it was just a brain fart. Right. I think she kind of had like probably counted in her head what she needed to do and then was just like, right, so I just need to do this, and, but just didn't compute. What happened next was so that was like the world's fastest elimination. Like it was sixty seconds or yeah. something. It was just wild. What happened next is completely mind blowing to me on so many levels. So Courtney and Jazz have this card. Courtney says that they've agreed on a symbol, which is like a shot that if if you're gonna if, a signal if you if you need want me to use it, just do the signal, right? Jazz doesn't do the signal, so Courtney doesn't go to save her. Courtney's Jazz is looking at Courtney going, when are you going to do You know, when are you going to step up? They've got 30 seconds. What I don't understand is if they share this, why can't Jazz just go, I want to use the thing? Why doesn't Courtney just yell out? It's like it's not like people don't no, know. No, but maybe it's because of the, you know, the tension of like this is being shot for television that you, you kind of, that would feel like it was breaking character in a way that sort of doing 
this or something, you know? Yeah, maybe. But Courtney also could have just yelled out, do you want me to use it? Like, No, but she didn't need to do that because in her mind, at least if we're to take her at I just face think value... The, I just think the stakes are too high in this. I it's don't someone think going, I, It's someone going home. So yeah, but reckon, if you've already organised something... You can imagine, them, then then it's sort of on them to, to make the signal. I don't think Jess knew about the signal. But how could you not know about the signal? There's only two people in that conversation. But I feel like that needed to be addressed on the telly. Yeah. Like, you know, there needed to be a closer of Jazz saying, I, I didn't know there was a signal or I completely forgot about the signal or something like that. In the real world, again, having been there, there was nothing stopping either of them. Just unless there was... They were told beforehand the the scroll the decision belongs to Courtney and Courtney well, alone. Well, no, but I, I also think thirty seconds is a really short it's amount of time. Short, yeah, when you've got all of the sort of machinations of you know the, you if know do, they really are shooting there. Yeah, yeah. So you can imagine, like, let's just say that Jazz knew about the signal, but thought it was just obvious that you'd take it, yeah. given what happened. And then was just sort of flustered by the having to go through the motions of having lost. And she also would have felt and like an idiot, honestly. Courtney was just for... scrutinising her hyper-vigilantly and just not seeing anything like the signal going, and going, oh, I guess she just thinks maybe it's time or she, she, she can't possibly win that against Steve or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, I have so many questions, but yeah. And, and Jazz would have felt like an idiot for what she'd just done. Like, she yeah. you know, like she, she knows that's on the telly and that would have been running through her head too, so... You can see how someone would just forget. It's it, what I wrote down is, is the miscommunication. <laughs> it was a miscommunication. It was just. Um, it was. It was very. I feel for Jazz because I think she was a really strong player, and yeah. it just sort of felt like she went from being really in the cut to the whole thing caving in on her oh, in about in, fifteen in a, minutes in of a an single episode. day. And yeah. it was that. It's that the, the post merge effect where suddenly everything changes. You don't have the security of your team around you, and it can really get into your head. Exactly the same thing happened to me, but also. Um, it just was really quick. It was just like a really unsatisfactory ending to the episode based on the challenge. We didn't really get to see an elimination We didn't get to challenge. see the challenge, sure. Yeah. But it was satisfying the sense of moving the plot along. Yeah. Um, and I think we're starting to see, like, you know, the comedians, you've got to give it to them. They have got a big nuggety core. I'm like, starting to feel like this four, is a problem. I feel like this is a problem. There's four of them left. Out of, what, what have we got left? Like seven people? I, think I've, I don't know again if I'm just bruised from my season but when you've got a little bunch, bit. heaps of people who know each other before going into the show and are some are best friends and all that kind of thing. It's such a huge advantage. Um, and then some people who don't know anyone. But when you think about okay, who's, who's left on the show? We've got Turia, we've got Mel, we've got Steve and we've got Nick. That, that's the the four that aren't the four comedians. Yeah, they should one hundred percent be in an alliance. Yeah, that's I just, think Toria's in with the comedians though. She, yeah, she's she, in with Courtney. Yeah, but why? If I'm if I'm Toria, I'm like these four are like professional colleagues, and some of them like l- so live close together. they live together. <laughs> are they really looking out for me? Because there's it's like they're fifty percent of the population now. I just think, uh, just again, a note for producers for casting. Just mix it up a little, don't it? Well, no, but, but I, I think you can have like one person, you know. But like, disagree though. Like the, the comedians have been so crucial to the entertainment of this. They season. have, I agree. But you can also get comedians who are highly entertaining who aren't necessarily all like extremely good but, mates. But I don't think they are all extremely good mates. I think that like you know James is from Dunedin. He hasn't been like 
part of that core. You've never so, worked in the New Zealand comedy scene. They're all bloody doing shows together. They're all at the classic and the basic. I know. The- Look, I've been around it a little, <laughs> but I think that there are – I think Eli and Laura are really, really close, and I think the – this is just a guess, but, like, J- James and Courtney don't hang out with those two, like, mm. every weekend going to barbecues. I think I think yeah. there is a little bit of a – that line, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. You, you may be right. I, again, I have. Uh, you know, I have this conscious You're bias. bias. I'm bruised. bruised. I'm bruised about celebrities who all knew each other, and then a whole bunch of normies who didn't know anything about anything, and all got picked hey, off one by one. You've got a whole office it. full of normies who really love you. Thank you very much. Please don't eliminate me. Thank you very much for listening to our podcast. Alex is back next week, which is very exciting. Thrilling. Thrilling. Thank you, Samuel. I don't know why I made that weird guttural noise just then, and I think it's the perfect way to end the show. From the Spin-Off Podcast Network, you've been listening to The Real Pod, hosted by me, Jane Yee, along with Alex Casey and, most of the time, Duncan Grieve. Our producers are Tiahe Butler and Samuel Robinson. Thanks for listening. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. Hello for Lover. I'm Madeline Chapman, editor at The Spin-Off. If you have the means, consider supporting our high-quality journalism by becoming a Spin-Off member. Sign up now at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.